Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. It was once said that no matter what happens to Test match cricket, no matter what happens to cricket as a sport, England will always be a haven for the game. Lords is the birthplace of cricket. There's so much history over there with the Ashes and all the World Cups that they've hosted. Cricket will never die in England. And yet, English Test match cricket has never been in such a state of absolute disarray. There's no batting lineup apart from one Joe Root. The fast bowlers are aging. There's no actual coaching structure to find a solution. There's no breakthrough players coming through county cricket. And earlier this year, the 100, a new limited overs form of the game that's been introduced in England, was played at the height of the test match season. So what's gone wrong for England this year? Has it just been the performance in the last three test matches of the Ashes in December 2021? I- I don't think so. I think I think the problem really starts back in 2017 when a very good English side at that point, Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, coming to the end of their career, one thought, but still a lot of cricket left in them. Alistair Cook still around. Joe Root had very recently taken over the side. You had some good players, Moeen Ali, Ben Stokes, Joss Butler, Johnny Bairstow, all these players, David Milan, who you thought would just come together and create a dominant English test side that would go on to win both at home and away. They lost 4-0 that year in the Ashes in 2017-18, apart from one result in South Africa, a series win in Sri Lanka and one test match in India. England haven't won away. They've been dismal away and what's more surprising and almost worrying for English cricket and for world cricket is England haven't really been able to compete at home against certain oppositions as well. I mean, there's a clear way to beat this English side. There's a clear way to beat them away, which is just you play to your strengths and you hope you beat them because at home, every other team as of now is probably a better team than England. But England haven't been able to fortify their home grounds as well. You look back to 2018, there was a 4-1 victory against India. But apart from that one test match at Lords, India could have won every single one of those games and the result could have been 4-1 in the opposite direction. Then... Pakistan in the West Indies game, they didn't have the bowling lineups that they used and that was the beginning of the pandemic and I think home conditions just prevailed over there. But really, you look at 2021 as a sample case. England started off this year by a, with a tour of Sri Lanka where they went to Sri Lanka and they beat Sri Lanka 2-0. You, one might actually want to change that statement though. England did not beat Sri Lanka 2-0. Joe Root beat Sri Lanka 2-0. He made 500 runs in the three-match test series. He just swept them away. England had the spinners on those turning tracks. On those turning tracks in Sri Lanka, Ben Stokes could have come in and bowled spin. Ollie Robinson could have come in and bowled spin. And they would have still won those games because of the way Joe Root played. They came to India and caught India when India was sort of in a lull off of that fantastic win at Brisbane. India didn't play seriously in the first test match at Chennai. Joe Root got a double ton. But then the next three matches, England did not compete. But you thought that everything would be fine because they'd play the Ashes and they'd do well in the Ashes. Root would get runs. Anderson and Broad would bowl well. In England's rest and rotation policy they had been following in both Test Match cricket and One Day cricket would work out for them. Joe Root said in a press conference, the best way to prepare for the Ashes is a clean sweep against India and New Zealand at home. They got clean swept by New Zealand at home. They're currently losing 2-1 against India. I have no doubt about the fact that India have been the better side in that series. And even in the next test match that will take place next year, India will win that game. And now they've lost the first three games of the Ashes. Australia have already won the series. And the most dismal result ever for England in the Ashes since 1905 
They've gone to Boxing Day, bowled Australia out for 267 and still lost by over in innings. England have played 12 test matches this year. They won the first three and they lost the next nine. They've lost every single game at home apart from one result where they outplayed India because of a brilliant spell by James Anderson. England have not competed this year at all. So what's gone wrong for them? I think there's a couple of things that have gone wrong. A couple of things that have been blamed, first of all, that's the fast bowling. I think England's fast bowling is their biggest strength. Ollie Robinson is a seriously good fast bowler. They have brilliant fast bowlers for home conditions and add Archer to the mix. And they have very good fast bowling for away from home as well with Robinson, Wood and Archer. Yes, they don't have a spinner. They're looking at Jack Leach and Dom Best, but there's a Matt Parkinson waiting in the lines in county cricket who's done incredibly well. Moeen Ali has just retired. So it's not like England don't have the spinners either. The problem is the batting and the rest and rotation policy that they've been following. Let's talk about the batting first. England's batting has been a huge problem for them over the past few years. Earlier, well, up until the retirement of Sir Alistair Cook, you had Alistair Cook, Joe Root, Ben Stokes and Moeen Ali down the order. Now, Moeen Ali is retired. Josh Butler's come in, hasn't really been able to replace him. Bairstow was there for a while, hasn't really lived up to his potential. Ben Stokes was performing really well in that stage where Joe Root was getting 50s and 60s consistently, but not converting them into 100s. Then Ben Stokes took indefinite leave from cricket due to mental health reasons. And Joe Root all of a sudden started making 100s. But at this point, you had no Stokes and no Alistair Cook. Then come in the rest and rotation policy. Joe Root at this point is by far the best batsman in Test Match Cricket at the moment. Number one ranked in the world. Then all of a sudden he loses Joss Butler, David Milan, Moeen Ali and all the players who played key roles in that Test side. Ben Stokes as well had he, be, had he made himself available for limited overs cricket. I'm sure they would have lost him in the Test side as well. They go to play white ball cricket for England. Johnny Bairstow goes out. Sam Cardin goes. He loses Chris Wokes. England, English cricket and the ECB have constantly prioritised white ball cricket ever since the debacle of the 2015 World Cup, where England lost to Bangladesh and could not qualify. That was a disappointing result for them, and they've put a lot of emphasis to become one of the best white ball teams in the world. But I think their red ball cricket has suffered because of it. There's barely any communication between the counties and the ECB as to what's good for English cricket. But back to their batting. So because of the rest and rotation policy, their batting was hit. But what's even worse is what happens after that when you look at the actual numbers of who all was left. Because you thought Ollie Pope was a serious talent. He averages over 80 in county cricket. Rory Burns is supposed to be the successor to Sir Alistair Cook. Dom Sibley has iron hard defence. Zach Crawley's a really good young prospect. Add Joe Root to that. Ben Stokes when he comes back. And you thought you had a seriously good batting lineup with a lot of options. This year, Joe Root has made 1,708 runs, the third most in the history of cricket, only behind Muhammad Yusuf and Viv Richards himself. The next best has been Zori Burns with just about 500. Joe Root has made 1,000 runs more than the next best batsman. The third highest run scorer for England this year has been leg buys and extra runs given by the umpire. 6% of English runs this year scored by their test batting lineup have been with leg buys and umpires. Their openers have not been able to bat 20 overs away from home even once and they have a total of 54 ducks. In the Ashes, Joe Root and David Milan have made 47% of their side's runs. There's a very simple equation for how England plays right now. If Joe Root gets 100, they win. They've won 4 out of 6 games this year where Joe Root has made a century. If Joe Root doesn't get 100, 
England lose. It's not even Joe Root gets runs. He has to get a big hundred. And all of Joe Root's hundreds have been really big hundreds. His average hundred size is between 140 and 170. Those are seriously good numbers. He's scoring way too many runs and his side is not backing him up at all. Who do they have in terms of backup? Let's look at Zach Crawley. Not a nitpick on Zach Crawley. I think he's a very good, fine young player. But the problem with Zach Crawley is he averages under 20 in county cricket this year. And he averages 11 in international cricket. English cricket has gone about picking players who they see potential in and hope they learn to become good players at the international stage. Which means they're not actually learning to become good international level players at county cricket. So they're not getting the platform at county cricket to develop their skills so that they can perform in test match cricket. And when you bring inexperienced players into test match cricket, young players who have to make that jump all of a sudden and they have to face Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood on Boxing Day or they have to face Ashwin on a rank turner in Chennai, it's simply not going to work out. The approach and the mindset that English cricket has followed in the last three to four years and the prioritization that they've given white ball cricket has resulted in their test batting falling. And yes, bowlers will win you test matches. You need to win, you need to take 20 wickets to win a test match. But before that, your batsmen have to give you runs. Your batsmen ensure that you don't lose and then your bowlers win you the game. But if your bowlers have to save you every single time, there's no way you're going to win games. English cricket needs to have a serious look at what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and how they can fix it so they can once again become a dominant test side. England is, after all, the home of cricket, the birthplace of the sport. And if test cricket is in trouble in England, it's not a good sign for the rest of the world.